Hello, everyone. This is The Exercast. Uh, Father Nathan, how are you tonight? I am well. Welcome, everyone, to the uh, after show talk show podcast brought to you by Sad Sack Studios about Outcast Season 1. Episode 2. Right. Thank you, intern. Gentlemen. Uh, no, that is not the intern. Uh, I am Father Daniel. Father Nathan, that is the altar boy. Right, sorry. Any uh, Anybody touch you today, Alter Boy? Well, besides you, no. Yeah, unfortunately I can't be there to fulfill my portion of the touching. Right, well, Daniel, your cyber touching is more than enough. Oof, God, you, you know exactly how to talk to me. <laughs> uh, stop touching me. Mm. Uh, father? Yes, Father? What is the title of tonight's episode of Outcast? Uh, well, we got some parentheses here to work with. Uh, I remember in parentheses and then outside of the parentheses when she loved me. So I guess it's kind of when she loved me, but they're adding in I remember. It's a strange title. It's a, st- a strange one. I'm sure it has deep meaning that we will, that we are here to unlock. Right. And coming into this episode, gentlemen, what did we take away from last episode. I mean, we made some pretty heavy-duty predictions, and I gotta tell you, um, we were audited by a uh, by a female who said that we were vile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that we spoke too freely about Kyle Barnes and his bodily fluids, uh, specifically things like spunk bombs and, uh, you know, fucking the demons out of people. They, there was some negative feedback, specifically surrounding... Um, the ignorant use or ignorant way we spoke about Kyle Barnes and his fluid transfer exercising demons. But that's what's happening. Well, it's right? essentially his holy cock. Right. I mean, let's say I understand the feedback and I, I accept that we're being interpreted as vile here. But, gentlemen, that's what's happening. I mean, you can't paint this with any other brush, can you? I mean, he is using his fluids... To exercise demons, is he not? That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, we're not being well, we're not being vile. We're being exploratory, like a good after show should do. Right, and we'll find out later that he tries again. He's he's of the same belief we are. Yeah, eventually he's gonna like stop opening up the cut on his hand and be like, "I need something stronger," and then he starts undoing his belt. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, so a few things that we we said last episode is. The possibility that he is an outcast from not just the town, but also from hell itself, um, possibly even heaven, maybe. Is he an outcast just from some sort of religious sect? Or or wait, what if, is it like angels can also possess people, but they just kind of don't because it's not their thing to do things against your will? And like he happens to be possessed by an angel. Because mm. after tonight's episode, I'm kind of thinking that maybe we're like taking it too far or outsmarting the show itself. What, what did you guys think about tonight's episode? Uh, first thing that struck me was that it was significantly short. Yeah, not a lot. It was short and not a lot going on. Right. 40 minutes. Is, ba- is the basic running time on this. Like, we're talking about an hour slot that they had to fill with 20 minutes of previews about other shows because this one ended 20 minutes before the hour turned. 
I think this was more like... Um, yeah, I thought I saw 50. Like really? if you're reading a book, this would be the info dump right. section. Okay. Well, let's get into the info dump then. Let's not waste time, right? Yeah, well, first off, we find out right away the the entry for demons is eating dirt, right? Like that's... <laughs> you eat some dirt and you get a demon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like we, the demon we... takes possession of you... And after he finishes taking possession of you, you drop to your knees and cover yourself in mud. Yeah, like you need the dirt nourishment. That's fairly standard. Okay. Well, hey, hey, guy. Well, think about it this way. You're a demon. You've been trapped in hell for a long, long time. You pop up. You take over a body. And for the first time in a long time, or if ever, you get to feel the earth. Don't Mm. tell me you're not just smearing it all over your body. Right. No, I like that. And you know what? I like this opening scene. The whole opening scene of this episode, I felt had pretty good editing. I like the sermon that Reverend Anderson is laying yes. down. Church is not optional. Amen. He's slinging, he's slinging some serious sermon in that church. And yeah. then you've got this overlaid editing of young Kyle Barnes outside at the moment that his mother becomes possessed. By whatever it is, the CG goo demon that gets inside of her. And we and we get a lot of CG goo demon tonight. We do. That's true. Yeah, there's a fair amount. Like a and weird it, amount. And we got all. we got Brent Spiner showing up in the back pew at the very back of the church with his with his uh, yeah, his, his Daniel said it earlier, is his adjustment bureau hat on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know uh data from Star Trek. He's uh, looking a little chubby these days. Did he come across chubby? He didn't look chubby. He looked like he had a lot of padding going on under there. Like he had a hard time leaning forward when he sat down at the bed at the, at the end. Um, mm. Is it, I guess here, because we're dealing with a show that's like an hour long, we're going to be dealing with very quick possessions and very quick exorcisms. Because you get the idea from watching exorcism movies that it takes a while. You're not just mid... Oh my god, when... So you know... <laughs> Before I go into that rant, you know how like they overdo how innocent everything is to make the darkness of it seem worse? Like when he's looking at his mom and she's like clipping the hedges and she's just looking at him in his window like, oh, you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Perfect life. No problems. Innocent childhood. Little birds landing on her shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. White dress. Picket fence, yeah. Yeah, but usually they like get sick for a little bit or they start to have night terrors or you know they come downstairs and pee on the carpet. It's not just like a fucking bolt of lightning hits you and you go to your knees and you're like, oh, God, the devil. <laughs> yes, and I mean, this but, is... But I get it. it it's they're a taking show. it in a different direction, Daniel. Are you prepared to go where they're going to take us or are you going to be Mr. Knitter Natter Wham wham all the way. Nid- Mr. Knitter Natter? Yeah, Mr. Knitter Natter. Is that and wham. You know, okay, fine. Put the com- you know, shove the communion in my mouth, you know, disappointed child at at church on Sunday, right? Like the okay, fine, shove the cracker in my mouth and give me the little thimble of grape juice. Fine, whatever. I can't wait to get out of here. Is that you? <laughs> Well, it's not going to be me always, but I am going to knitter natter a little <laughs> bit uh, tonight because here was the episode for me. It was like cool watching his mom get possessed at the beginning, 
and then like a whole bunch of stuff with the sermon and the preach preacher and then like some, yeah, the- something about him getting a gift for his like for his daughter and forcing his sister to take it to her and then like just endless endless flashbacks to his mom dragging him into the closet and then them almost killing her comatose body i was it, i was like come, where's i needed some more spooky shit tonight this was definitely a lighter episode is it a setup episode like that's what i'm hoping potentially would you like to know what the third episode is called Got a, can you put a little pepper on your preach a bast bastard versus bastard all alone now because his mom's went back and he can't see his daughter that's the end of his uh, wife and daughter yeah i don't know i'm not sure what to tell you what i will tell you is that outcast has already been renewed for season two yeah they're ready to go uh, trust me i'm in it this preacher guy i love this preacher guy i said it last episode that he's a perfect b actor and he is i'm clinging on to him pretty hard and this episode why there was like this gaggle of church women that all were down to bone the preacher man. Is yeah, it, they want him bad. Especially like that older one. Like there was the young one that he agreed to have supper with that was in, that was nice and attractive, but there was that other older one that was kind of jealous. Like she wanted the priest like the priest as well. Because she of was because like, somebody complained that he used the word butts in his sermon. Once, and she was like, mm, I like it when you get spicy. Once you get the robe, you never go back. Oof. You know what else Reverend Anderson is? Speaking from experience, Alter Boy. <laughs> you know what else you know what else Reverend Anderson is? What? What's that? He's handy. Ooh. He is handy. Yeah. He's out there putting white paint on that Satan lives graffiti. Oh, he's a liar. That's what he is. He's a liar. He said he was gonna leave that up. He should be a little bit more handy, use a roller instead. <laughs> yeah. Instead of dabbing that thing with the brush. Well, before when he was like 80-20 on on whether or not he was actually exercising people or just like playing to their delusions, now he's seen some real shit. So he's like, fuck turning the other cheek. I'm painting my church to look the way it should, you pieces of shit. And we're going to get down on some demons in this town. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling like the content of this episode could have been intertwined into the other episodes and we could have lost an episode off this season i think so yeah because yeah there's not too much here i mean we're, we're talking about uh the chief comes and visits him while he's painting the side of the church and you know gets a beer tells him he should be worried about kyle a bit more than he is and that's that's that uh kyle goes and visits his mom in the hospital sees uh oh they they didn't tuck in the corner of her bedspread and there's a stain on the ceiling so let's kiss the that means the roof is falling down the right. water stain yeah yeah let's let's kidnap her and get her out of here because they don't care enough about her all of a sudden but did you think that they wanted you to think something when they showed oh. you that 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 spot on the ceiling oh my mind went immediately to is there cg goo that just kind of is is kicking around and staining that ceiling tile? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I, like I, I, ceiling tile equals CG goo was the only thing in my mind. Because because <laughs> once they you know because he ends up complaining so much and he's like ah fuck it I'll just take her back to my house and take care of her myself and they run into the issue of not being able to like affect her demeanor in any way like he thinks he can he can exercise her because he doesn't think that that goo left her yet and I was thinking maybe he's right. 
and the goo knows it. And so the goo like stays safe up in the ceiling whenever he, <laughs> whenever he comes around. And then as soon as he's gone, her head goes back in that like horrible distorted way and convulses as the goo goes back inside of her body. <laughs> something going on. There's something going wow. on. And we'll get to the end of the episode, but there's something going on with the mother, obviously. You know what was the best part about that scene is uh, when he gets there, he's like genuinely happy. He's like, Mom, the preacher says I helped save a life. And um, he helped save a life by putting that boy through the meat grinder, the meat grinder effect. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. He was like genuinely happy about it. <laughs> he was really happy that he beat the shit out of some kid. He's like, I'm save doing his life. It. I'm punching kids for God, mama. Yeah, and then it got sad right away. I feel like that happiness was fleeting. Was Kyle Barnes in there? He's like holding her hand. Everyone shed blood, including Kyle Barnes. No, just Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) And and the kid when he drove his fist into his face. Yeah. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for a mom beating in the bed. Yeah, I was uh, thinking that was coming also. (laughs) It's like, do it, Kyle. Just do it. Like it, just punch your mom in the face. Like the music swells and he stands up and he's like all glazed eyed, looking at her lovingly and then just wailing on her. <laughs> yeah, so he brings her home to uh, to I guess have a dependent now for the for some of this episode. Thank God it resolved itself because I was like, no, he's gonna have to nurse this invalid no. and also exercise. This is a bad direction yeah i don't want him have to like stop off every now and then to feed her some fruit goop they're gonna need to bring the kids over to his place for the exorcisms so that his mom can be in the room so yeah he's uh he's he's hiding her and reverend anderson is recruiting an army of a gaggle of ladies to assist with recruiting and putting butts in the pews and then and then we got something else going on here we got uh uh the 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 town crazy the town crazy man from the from the wilderness that comes in with I don't even know what he had do you guys know what he had it looked like a human head but I'm guessing it was like a raccoon yeah it was one of the dead raccoons that he peeled off because somebody had someone had splayed a bunch of dead raccoons on the trees on his property and he brought one in because he was tired of being ignored Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as you do okay so So, so, yeah so now there's like some crazy man that's like living and, and doing this shit or is this just what results from the demons taking over this town well after you get possessed and you rub dirt over yourself and eat some of it then you go uh, raccoon display hunting i'm gonna make raccoon trophy hunting i'm gonna make a prediction and we should have a noise when someone throws down like this mihalo (laughs) shaitan (laughs) prediction (laughs) prediction oh wait, wait you have a prediction my prediction is that this person that has flayed these raccoons and pinned them to trees is someone who is possessed. And the police, good old Chief Giles and Roy from the office, are going to come across this person. They're not going to know how to deal with him, and they're going to need the help of the Reverend and Kyle to exercise the situation and the police are going to be witness to Kyle doing his 
doing his thing and it's going to possibly change the relationship of the police to Kyle. I I think they're they're going to open the episode with um Are you making a prediction? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, prediction. What what is what is what's the cop's name? The cop that hates Kyle? Oh, the stepbrother? Oh, yeah, the yeah. Right. The, the, bro- the brother-in-law, the brother-in-law cop. The, the episode's going to open up with the brother-in-law cop, like, trampsing around in the woods with his flashlight. And Mark Holter. Yeah, and they're going to make you think that he's... Because we're also going to, like, have cutaways to a hand, like, hammering up a dead raccoon to a tree, and then cut back to him with his flashlight walking around, and we're going to think that he's out hunting down the guy that's doing this, and then slowly they're going to meld the two little cutaways together... And the camera's gonna back away, and it's gonna be him like possessed, fucking nailing these things to the trees. Okay, I don't think that's gonna happen. Is Reverend Anderson gonna give it to that supper invite? Oh, I think he's gonna have a, a heavenly orgy. Oh, he's gonna exercise her with his own. Is, is he gonna nail her? Is that gonna happen? Well, the spunk bombs will be involved for sure. Well, <laughs> now Barnes is the only one. That can, that can go there with the fluids. Okay, we don't want to be vile. We want to keep control over the situation tonight. No, but he's like his or his spunk bombs are like placebos, like priests. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the mother uh, is. Uh, we find out that the reverend is the emergency contact slash guardian mm-hmm. of the mother and shows up to say, Kyle, you took her, didn't you? Damn it, Kyle. He doesn't but, use buttons for me, but... He's wearing jeans and made her fruit. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, the whole present thing. Do we need to talk about the present thing before we do this? What, was it a book or something? Yeah, it was uh, Price. How, how he... How, something Price. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yeah, it was some sort of book, and I'm not oh. sure what kind of relevance it has, but I think that the point of that is that there's no contact. He's not allowed to have any contact... Or presumably he'll be thrown in jail or something, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't even pass along a gift. Can't even say anything when he calls, because that's contact. That's correct. Right. When you beat your children, yeah, that's what happens. Sure. Yeah, there was just a lot of, you know, like, I, I, I feel like we could get a lot of these th- scenes through implication. Like, I really didn't want to watch his sister go out to his wife's house and, like, go sit around at a children's party and shoot the shit over some wine. I was like, let's get back to the demon hunting. Yeah, can I ask a question? What is it about this? I mean, so Kyle Barnes has a wife and a, and a child, and they have this incident, and he's no longer allowed to have contact. But who are the fuck are all these people Right at this party? And how do they afford this house? And she's out there, what, presumably riding a bike for the first time, surrounded by a bunch of men. Oh, is there another man in the picture? Is there like a news, like a stepdaddy? Okay, yeah, that's where I'm going. See that the guy that walked by in the kitchen and gave the the look as he edged by, like, what is this? Is she, did she move on? That doesn't make sense for her to move on. So she has no recollection of what happened, and she believes that Kyle did this. Yeah, well, he probably said that he did it. Well, her her boyfriend could be her therapist. Of course. That, Maybe it's a new reverend. Wait, is that a prediction? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's another Faja. 
All right, so then back to the uh, the reverend coming in and, you know, <laughs> you can't do this. Your mother can't stay here. Did you try to feed her yet? And he's like, yeah, I did. And we all got to see him try to feed her, and that was disgusting. Oh, yeah, that was a ter- that was terrible. <laughs> he, fa- he failed. She's, you know. I was like, hey, bro, I don't think that they feed catatonic people like that. No. I think it's all intravenous. You fucked up, man. Going to need the IV, Kyle. Didn't think this through, buddy. Um. So what do we do? Kyle thinks there's still something inside of her. His instincts are that she still needs to be exercised. So they, you know, they get into it. They start, they start lighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the priest is just ready to go. He's like, all right, let's fucking do this. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, he's seen Kyle do some crazy shit, right? So he's got to roll with it. He's got him. He's it's he's 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 ready to saddle up and face the devil right now. You saw him in the in the church. Oh yeah, he can he can just turn it on too like that. Yeah, he's slinging <laughs> yeah. sermon. He's putting butts in pews and he's ready to go. And he starts to to cook up the the exorcism there and brings out his cross and such. And Kyle's n- enough of this and whips open the window and you know casts the sunshine on her and. He puts yep. it together. He puts it together that the blood has something to do with it. But does He's the like, blood does the blood exercise the rest of the CG goo presumably inside of her? Uh Alter Boy, does it happen? No. No. She just kind of uh lops over to the side after ingesting some of her son's hepatitis blood. Yeah, she she just kinda chokes ch- on it. <laughs> And for like a solid couple of minutes, the way that they were both reacting, I thought she might be dead. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, uh, we fucked up, man. We fucked up real bad. We need to go take her back to the hospital and pretend like yeah. none of this ever happened, that it happened there. Yeah, take mm-hmm. her back to the hospital. And what happens to Kyle now after beating Joshua Austin and kidnapping his mother from the hospital? Yeah. They find him just like breaking ceiling tiles and laying them across her body on the hospital bed. And then him coming in the room like, oh, I, what happened? I told you this would happen. Oh, no, she's dead. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying he's, he's building a rap sheet here and um, it's getting longer and nothing's happening to him. So he's, he's maybe got a bit of a unwarranted license to do a bunch of shit he shouldn't be doing. I'm not sure. And yeah, he's kind of got a free free range to do whatever he wants with uh, whenever the priest is around. Oh, right. he, yeah. oh well, the brother-in-law even cute. calls it out to the chief because the chief is like, uh, the chief is is giving way to the priest, and the priest is giving way to Kyle Barnes. It's like a chain of command. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, we close out surprisingly fast with uh, Brent Spiner coming in and sitting down in a ominous way. And uh, he says, Sarah, I'm sorry you, uh, what, what, is, what does he even say? He says, we, we have him anyway. Yeah, he's like, you tried, he's like, You'll, he'll, your son will never know how hard you tried to resist the thing that took, you, that took you over. But it doesn't matter because we have him anyway. And then we get a cutaway scene to what actually happened between Kyle and his mom when he was a child. Which is that he eventually has to beat the shit out of her. And then he kind of has the shit beat out of him in the process, and they both kind of just lay down and pass out. And while he's unconscious, all the goop, right, comes flying out of the mom. Mm-hmm. And, and what does that goop do, Alter Boy? It plays hangman. It plays hangman. Oh, time we had a hanging. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't just... It hangs Kyle <laughs> from the roof because that's where the Goop loves to go. Yeah, Goop's love hangs... ceiling. You have to dangle from ceiling. This is much more ominous <laughs> when you're dangling than when you're just a pile of shit on the ground. Right. How does that equal we have him anyway? Because the Goop doesn't go inside of him. It just strangles him and then throws him back down on the ground. Wait, like, I, exactly. Died and then came back to life? That might have been what it was. Like, he's, you know, we... We let him get a glimpse of the other side, and now he's tainted by the transition or something. That's what they seem to imply. But it's one thing when you see crazy goop coming out of an exercised person, and it sort of just like spews to the ceiling in a weird artsy way, and then just kind of disintegrates and disappears. It's another when it forms shapes and like wormy arms and holds a living child up in the air for like four minutes. That was... Yeah, it's it was it's going it it's going abyss. I had, yeah, there was a little bit of abyss in there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And and what did we think before? Right, last episode we were thinking Spiner was going to be the you know the uh, the the maester wise character that was going to step in as guidance, but it turns out he's actually the fucking devil. Maybe yeah, or maybe he's the angel he could be a Not devil is he's coming in with some sinister smirks on his face when he's talking to the maybe maybe mother. heaven has him anyway the, the mother's shedding a tear in that scene too in his presence yeah so he must be evil so he's either the devil like a demon lieutenant or uh, the head of some hp lovecraft cult that interacts with demons <laughs> only options Right. HP himself. Killed HP. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where we sit, right? We we still don't really know more than than what we knew last episode, which is kind of strange. I mean, there's 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 a little bit more information, but not enough to really sink our teeth in. No, I mean we're the only th- other thing I can think of is is uh, when the when the priest meets with all those women to discuss some stuff. Like he pulls this little like crafty little move because he knew that some of those ladies didn't like when he used the word but. But when he's talking to them in that little group meeting, he uses the word asses. And you can mm-hmm. see all the women like put their hands to their chests and like sit back in their chairs like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dangerous Such line. aggressive language. Yeah. Line crossing reverend. Oh, yeah. I, I like I dislike the sister more after this episode. Yeah, she's becoming this like, mm. yeah, yeah. She's credited as like the main character, female Joe Corbett. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, for those of you, oh, I'm thinking about John Corbett. What are you thinking? That that, that might be what I mean. <laughs> the, guy, the guy from my big fat Greek wedding. That guy. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, I'm gonna do a shout out to Norville here because all he wants to do is be helpful. And uh, apparently, um, Kyle's a little rude. And when Norville goes up to say, hey, you know, why'd you carry that body into the house? He didn't say that, but... Just <laughs> Where's knocked, that dead body? <laughs> out, of, out of concern, he's just like, well, I really appreciate you letting me use your car, but, you know... Wh- wh- fuck off. <laughs> mind your own business. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Well, like, to be fair, I mean, he's doing that, that facetious nice thing. Where he's like knocking on his door in the middle of the night, like, 
hey, just wanted to let you know that I'm available if you need help with anything. And he's like, don't fucking pretend. You watched me drag my mom's half-alive body into the house. And you're coming to make sure I'm not doing something like trying to put my spunk bomb inside of her. Yeah, just come out and say it, old man. He doesn't know that it's his mom, probably. He just knows that there's, like, a dead person. He's like, <laughs> not, not again, Kyle. Remember we talked about this? <laughs> Quit being a busybody. Get back to your little house over there. There are no... What if that... Yeah. Oh, my God. What if you made the story so that, like, before he was just a crazy person that raped women because he thought they were possessed by demons, but then he actually stumbles into this world where demons do exist and he just blends one life into the other and we never find out that he is actually a monster. Is that a prediction? Gross. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Alter Boy, do you want to lay down anything here? Do you want to throw down a prediction? Yeah, come on, Alter Boy. Uh, Daddy have a little lick. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't know what's actually happening at all after this episode. This was like a break episode. It was like, I, no need it for predictions on this episode. one, guys. You know what I think is going to happen, which is not very exciting, but I feel like they're going to do one good episode and then one little mini episode like this the whole way through. Like a break and then an intense one like and then a break like and then an intense one yeah they figured it out like it used to be like 12 episodes in a season then 10 then 8 it's kind of the norm and then now an hour is too long and now we're gonna do like four and a half episodes i could see that i don't know because i like they can't just do an exorcism every episode yeah you're gonna get way too used to the goop and it's not gonna be scary anymore but i feel like they didn't really set up enough to be scary and I'm going to hold off on my feelings on what this whole uh, adjustment bureau thing, little twist at the end of the episode was all about because I'm not pulled in by it. But it could turn out to be something cool. So I'm going to reserve judgment for now. I'm going to make one I'm more gonna... before oh. we go. Okay. I was going to do one too. But go ahead. No, no. Alter Boy, you oh. first. Oh, Alter Boy gets a different sound for his predictions. Stop touching me. Um, I predict that the next extra, the next uh, thing that's going to get taken over by a demon is going to be an animal, and they're going to have to exercise an animal, like some little boy's dog. Yeah, like a baby bear. He's going to have to beat the shit out of a baby bear. A baby bear's got the re- reverse revenant on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Episode three, the show just goes off the rails. He's just beating the shit out of everything he comes across. <sighs> Nathan, I mean. Faja. Faja. Faja Nathan. I don't give predictions without the proper uh, prompting. Ooh, gross. Mm-hmm. Hello, prediction. <laughs> um, my prediction before we go tonight after uh, watching episode two of Outcast season one, I remember when she loved me, is that they are going to have to start dealing with exorcisms on a regular basis a lot more quickly. And in order to do this, they're going to need to weaponize his fluid. Yep. And we're talking uh, like some sort of a, you know, like an injection gun possibly that has a blood vial attached to it maybe. Lots of greasy tied-off condoms. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's going to be like... 
the silver bullet, but his fluids. That's so vile. Yes, I think they have to swing him around like David and Goliath and just fling him. They have to weaponize his fluids. Picture him like grabbing an injection gun and throwing a vial of blood into it and then throwing it at the reverend and like, reverend, take it. Oh, his his two big like arm veins just going directly into a super soaker. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's where it's going. Uh, That's basically Night of the Demons 2. Thank you. It turns into a scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse, this show. Mm -hmm. Pulls his dick off in that movie. Can I get an amen, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, we should end every episode with a prayer. Yeah. Yeah, we should. <laughs> All right, hands hands and hands, guys. Hands and hands. In the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit and uh, and his son who died for our sins, uh, we, we wish upon uh, Kyle Barnes a safe journey into episode three where he will uh, probably encounter uh, a possessed uh, raccoon mutilator and do some business with his fluids, and it will not be vile. Uh, we we wish upon you that it please not be vile. Uh, thank you, and, and amen. Amen. Please, sadsackstudios.com. That's what we're doing here. Sad Sack Studios presents The Exercast, the after-show discussion of Outcast Season 1, uh, airing on Cinemax, and starring Patrick Fugit and a bunch of other people. We don't really know their names. David Denham is the actor that plays... Fugit? Uh, yeah, Fugit. The teacher is like, uh, fuck it? That's Fugit, sir. <laughs> He's the uh, kid from Almost Famous. Exactly. He's the kid from Almost Famous. And this is made by Robert Kirkman, the 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 man behind Walking Dead. And this is also a uh, a graphic novel. And we have not read the graphic novel. So if we're getting these predictions right, then we're fucking all-stars. Geniuses. Uh, yeah, geniuses. Yeah. So please go to sadsackstudios.com. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at, uh, at T Park Podcast. You can follow the intern uh, or Alter Boy at the intern TPP. You can follow Daniel at 100 Lunatics. And what is the email for Sadsack Studios, Daniel? Do we have one yet? It is sadsackstudios at gmail.com. Awesome. Drop us a line. Sounds good. See you for episode three next week. <laughs> <laughs>